NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. For ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kevin Harvick is a winner. He picks up the win here at Dover. Win number 700 for Ford. Well, I know how much effort that, that Ford puts into racing in general. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for our weekly get-together. We've got lots coming your way over the course of this next hour. Recently, our Alex Hayden had a chance to visit with Jimmy Johnson as he is in the middle of his final full-time Cup Series season. We'll have more of Alex's conversation with the seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion coming up. Also, over the weekend, Kevin Harvick took the checkered flag Sunday in the Dryden 311. That gave Ford its 700th win. We'll celebrate with Ford and celebrate their successes in the NASCAR Cup Series. Chip Wiles is going to join us to discuss the upcoming race weekend at Daytona. Got the Coke Zero Sugar 400 race weekend for you on deck and a race weekend that you'll hear on Motor Racing Network. We'll also hear a backtracks from Sunday's Dryden 311 at Dover International Speedway. Sherry Pollux, she's the girlfriend of Martin Truex Jr. She's going to join us to talk about MTJ's Foundation's newest cause. And we're also going to talk playoffs with Dave Moody. He's going to take us through who we need to watch this weekend at Daytona, plus a whole lot more. But first, we mentioned Alex Hayden having the opportunity to chat with Jimmy Johnson ahead of his run at Dover. Here's an extended version of what you heard on NASCAR Live race day. Make it 10 times Jimmy Johnson has gone to victory lane. He is the monster master here. Having the opportunity to talk to other athletes, because elite athletes all get to this point at some point or another, and, and, and racing specific. Talk to Ricky Carmichael, Rick Mears, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon. And, and now I'm going to ask you a very similar question. When you get down to it, because you never said you're actually going to retire, just going to stop driving full time. How do you manage that fear in your mind, as, sex, as successful as you are, of potentially saying, hey, 
I may not win again. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different ways a competitor has to manage fear. You know, there, there's the issue, you know, in the in the job itself that, that you come to grips with. And I think looking forward, some of the things I want to race, I'm, I'm being very aware of that and saying, hey, you know, this stage of my life, do I really need to, to, to take that risk? Um, you know, the, the fear of, of winning or not winning, the fear of being competitive or not, is a fear that I love. It's a fear that has kept me accountable my entire life. Um, I've learned to live with it and enjoy it since I was a young kid racing dirt bikes. And, you know, it, it's kind of framed up my life. So um, I, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the nerves and butterflies and all that come with that. And it makes me who I am. Yeah, that, that's a strong way to look at things. Obviously, a healthy way to look at things as well. Uh, you mentioned other forms of racing. You had the opportunity to drive an Indy car. Something you said was a bucket list item. For a guy who seemingly has done it all, what else is on a bucket list for Jimmy Johnson? Um, yeah, there's some sports car races I've always wanted to experience, different cars that I've always wanted to drive and experience. And and really, it's about those experiences. You know, I recognize that I'm, I'm on the older side, and an IndyCar might seem like a crazy destination. Some people might be thinking that. Um, but if I can pull it off, why not? And I, I know my work ethic and I know how I will apply myself. And uh, I'm, I'm willing to accept that fear and that risk and, and go do it. So you know, sports car racing, very similar kind of art through that. And then, you know, I look at the dirt racing that I did growing up. At some point, I do want to go back and get dirty and, and drive some of those trucks uh, once again. Um, you know, so that, that's really in the car racing side of life. And then what I'm most eager to do is to slow my schedule down and really just enjoy my family and enjoy uh, friends and, and have some weekends at home and balance life out a little bit after, you know, being on this grind for so many years. You shared on your social media recently getting out and doing something similar to that, which you're talking about sharing time with the family, getting out on the motorcycles. Is your daughter that good on a motorcycle? They're, they're really good. I, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, they're both very much girls, but they love to ski. They love to skateboard. They love to ride their bicycles. Uh, they ask every day, can we ride dirt bikes? Um, we do a little bit of go-karting as well. So they, they have a really good balance of, of mom and dad, and it's been really fun to, to watch them challenge themselves and to see how much they enjoy it. Finally, Jimmy, this is something that, that can be a challenge to some athletes because you're not expecting this type of a question. When you look at yourself from start to where you're at right now, all the championships, all that you've done off the racetrack, obviously being an amazing father and husband, give me three adjectives that describe Jimmy Johnson to you. Um, it's funny because well, I guess that worlds do cross over between personal and, and professional, but I would probably say intense, um, focused, and caring. Maybe it would be the, the three I'd throw out there. Fantastic. And I think that pretty much sums up what everybody else thinks uh, of you and your career. And, and I know when fans have been around, half the fans cheer at driver introductions, while sometimes the other half of the fans boo at driver introductions. That's part of the charm of NASCAR racing. But I think it's safe to say everybody is looking forward to watching you compete again and hopefully seeing you back in victory lane. Jimmy, all the best to you, and thanks so much for all you've done for this sport and for being the champion that you are. 
I appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words and thank you for the continued support. Thank you, Alex. Coming up, we'll have a backtracks from Sunday's race at Dover with Kevin Harvick winning. And later, we will celebrate Ford's 700th win in the NASCAR Cup Series. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long flow can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So the, the weather is just all over the place lately, right? One day it's hot and the next day it's, uh, it's, it's windy for a while. It's like, make up your mind already. Drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This is MRN's Mike Bagley, and your NASCAR Cup Series race day just got that much better. The NASCAR Finish Line app is not just a chance to win $25,000. Free-to-play app provides you a brand-new fan experience based on your weekly picks. With expert analysis and live in-race tracking of your picks, you'll be fully engaged week-to-week with the NASCAR Cup Series. Go to your Apple Store or Google Play and download the next greatest way to experience the NASCAR Cup Series. And did I mention you could win $25,000 for free? We've got a backtracks from Sunday's race at Dover. Next, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The NASCAR season is back. Hi, this is Alex Hayden. We're headed back to the racetrack, and while fans won't be with us in person, the Motor Racing Network is setting up a virtual tailgate party. Tweet us pictures or videos of your race day setup. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We want to hear from you. Find us on Twitter at MRN Radio. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We may feature your tailgate on an upcoming MRN program. Be a part of NASCAR's tailgate party on the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, I'm Corey Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. Whelan would like to congratulate Kevin Harvick and his number four Stuart Haas Racing pit crew for the win at Dover International Speedway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. With 20 laps to go, Harvick's team slapped on four tires. It was the winning move to claim his seventh victory of the season. Kevin Harvick hits his mark for the first time here before anybody else because he had such a huge gap between him and lap cars back to second place Joey Logano. Four tires is the call here, the final set of Goodyear Eagle. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. It was a Cup Series doubleheader over the weekend at Dover International Speedway. We have a backtracks for you of the Sunday race with Kevin Harvick scoring the victory in the Drydeen 311. Flag goes in the air, and the Tri-Dean 311 is underway. From the outside lane, Matt Benedetto gets the jump. Oh, we got trouble right here. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got turned and into the inside wall. Cleaned us out. He came up into you right there. Something's broken the front end, Patty. My steering wheel's really, really, really far to the right. Yeah, Kyle Busch got a big chunk of that as well. He checked up when Stenhouse went sliding across the racetrack. Clear right now. Easy. Get up. Easy, easy. Keep coming up. Yeah, nine run through the back of us. Right side's killed. Coming to you. Get ready. Right side. Did you uh, slide 
the tires at all? Just get the fence. Uh, I think I just got hit from behind and got in the fence. Chase Elliott's got significant damage to the nose of that blue, yellow, and white Napa Chevrolet. Let's get some bear for the hood. Fence yield. Had no idea. Do you have oil pressure and water pressure? No, I busted a line here. It's leaking. All right, straight to the garage. Beautiful. These stupid in a flying Ford Mustang, here comes Kevin Harvick. Like you said, Mike, what a drive by Harvick. Off four, green and white checkered flag is out, and he will pick up the stage one win. Hell of a job there. Green checker right here. Get her cooled off. Get your alternator on. Engine fan. As far as that entry to pit road, just make sure that you don't ever pass the car that is in front of you coming into your box can't ever break the plane, the front plane of their car. Okay. Technically supposed to be single file getting on, but these pit stalls in this pit road like this, that's kind of hard to do. Uh, we got a spin over there in turn number two. Was it Corey LaJoy that Corey went around? Yeah, Corey LaJoy went for a spin off the second corner. Inside, inside, he got us. I mean, he just drove in there and got us. Hold down the brake, hold down the brake, crank it straight. So Corey LaJoy, oh, he and uh, Ty Dillon kind of bouncing off of one another here under the caution flag. You think he's not happy with the driver of the number 13? Um, don't get him. You got a bad smoke here on the right, on the left rear. Bad smoker on the left rear. Got to fix the fender. It looks fine, dude. You're going to be fine. Well, Corey LaJoy made it very clear to Ty Dillon. Uh, he wasn't at all happy about that. It's all good, man. Shake it off. I feel like he uh, like cut down on me. I don't know. Yeah, it was close. It don't matter. Get everything as close to yesterday as possible. Uh, also, he just cut across the right front under caution. I don't know if he put the fender in or not. It's a problem now for Jimmy for uh, Jimmy Johnson. They get the hose hung up on the front nose. By the way, Jimmy Johnson got busted for speeding on pit road. He's going to have to restart at the tail end of the field. It was the very first section on entry. Anything noticeable on your end there? Nah, I, I thought the 19 would have got it. He rolled in faster than I did. I checked up more than he did for that first segment. Well, that was our mulligan for uh, pit road and for the pit stop. Pit stop guys, we're going to shake it off, shake everything off. We've got a fast car. We're going to keep it clean. We're going to be smart. A lot of racing left to do. We'll be there at the end. Denny Hamlin's got a problem. Denny Hamlin is off the pace. He'll pull the car to pit road. And Denny Hamlin having trouble at lap 227. They didn't get the wheels right. Damn it, guys. It's the only thing you can think about. Step four. Left rear is suspect. Well, you got to ride it as long as you can ride it. Get ready. Damn it. Race leader with two fresh tires, Jimmy Johnson, opts for the outside lane. And the dominant driver today, Kevin Harvick, on four fresh tires, goes to the inside. Top's going to be the place to be. Hamster. Are we the leader? Yes, sir. 10-4. Kids sailed at 11th up there. I didn't know if you guys stayed out. Nope, we are the leader. All right, man, be taking the green with 17 laps to go. We'll start with fans on. Hamster, take it to the blues one more time. Go like hell, my friend. It is complete and total domination yet again for Kevin Harvick. Final time, off four, checkered flag is out. And for the seventh time in 2020, Kevin Harvick is a winner. He picks up the win here at Dover in the Dry Dean 311. There you go, that'll do it. Yeah, boys. Way to rebound. Great job. Great job. What a weekend. Good job. Fought all day yesterday, and it paid off today. Getting it right. Thank you. That was Kevin Harvick's 56th win in the NASCAR Cup Series. 
placing him ninth on the all-time and overall Cup Series win list and tying him with Kyle Busch. Coming up, we celebrate Ford scoring their 700th win in the NASCAR Cup Series with Kevin Harvick winning, and later, Chip Weil will stop by. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Kevin Harvick scored the 700th NASCAR Cup Series victory for Ford Sunday. We'll look at their history in the sport next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-242-1706-800-242-1706-800-242-1706 this is nascar live now back to mike bagley welcome back to nascar live with kevin harvick scoring his seventh win of 2020 he also scored ford their 700th win in the nascar cup series jason toy is here to walk us through ford's history in the sport for this historic moment. Since the beginning of NASCAR, Ford racing has been a major part of the sport. One can argue that some years were better than others, but the manufacturer has been there since race one in 1949. The first win for Ford came June 25, 1950 at Dayton Speedway in Dayton, Ohio. It was a day of first and last in NASCAR. It was the first race on a fully paved surface. For the winner, Jimmy Florian, it was his first and last win in the series. And it was the first and last time a driver celebrated in victory lane without a shirt on. NASCAR made a rule afterwards prohibiting drivers from removing their shirts. Ford's 100th win in the series came in the 1963 Daytona 500. While driving for the Wood Brothers, Tiny Lund stretched the fuel mileage, ran out of fuel on the final lap, and coasted around to take the checkered flag in his first career win. Ford's most successful season came in 1965, when the manufacturer scored 32 wins in a row. Drivers such as Junior Johnson, Fred Lorenzen, Marvin Hanch, and eventually 1965 champion Ned Jarrett all contributed 
to Ford's success that year. In spite of their success in the 60s, the manufacturer backed away from the sport in the 70s. NASCAR Hall of Famer Jack Roush worked with the Ford Motor Company at the time. Well, Ford took a hiatus from racing from the early 70s to the late 70s. They'd won Le Mans, they'd won drag racing, they'd won Indianapolis, they'd, they'd won every place that they'd been in motorsports. And there was all this uh, press, uh, governmental press coming for fuel economy and for emissions reductions and all those things. And, uh, and the Ford family said they needed to concentrate on things that were, that were relevant to their, to their core business. During the early 80s, Ford team owners such as the Wood Brothers and Bud Moore sprinkled the years with an occasional win with drivers such as Buddy Baker, Neil Bonnet, Bill Elliott, Bobby Allison, and yes, the intimidator himself, Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt brings him down into the dogleg. Waltrip will have one final shot. Here he comes, trying to draft down on the apron of the track and get underneath him. There's traffic dead ahead as they cross the stripe. It'll be Earnhardt by a half a car length. Waltrip will finish second. The 14th face just climbed down to the Wrangler T-Bird. Dale Earnhardt, congratulations on a super victory. Thank you, Bud Moore and the uh, whole crew did a real good job. Wrangler, sponsor, and you know, everybody. Really- by the mid-80s, Ford wanted a bigger presence in the sport. So they called on Jack Roush. Ford decided that by by 87, in 86 or 87, that they wanted to increase the size of their footprint in NASCAR. And so they asked me if I'd start a team if they gave me some some seed corn. And I had some seed corn of my own, and, and uh, Strove Brewing Company in Detroit was ready to sponsor a car if I'd build it. And so uh, with Ford's encouragement and with uh, uh, Strove Brewery Company's support, we started a, a program and went stock car racing at, uh, in 1988. That year, Ford nabbed the 1988 championship with awesome Bill from Dawsonville, Bill Elliott, at the helm. And here comes Bill Elliott as he'll pick up the Winston Cup championship that he has worked so very hard for. In 1992, Ford was back on top again with an unlikely driver. Here comes Alan Kowicki out of turn number four, the new Winston Cup champion. All he needs to do, 200 feet, he does it across the line, and Alan Kowicki has won the Winston Cup championship. Ford's 500th win in the series came in 2000 when Mark Martin took the checkers at Martinsville. Mark Martin will lead only the final 64 laps, but he's going to get the win at Martinsville today. Checkered flag, Mark Martin takes the goodies body paint 500. 11 years later, Ford scored their 600th win in the series, and it was a big one. Trevor Bain playing defense. He's out in front at age 20. He's going to win the 53rd Daytona 500. Trevor Bain gets the win for the Wood Brothers. In 2013, Roush Fenway driver Greg Biffle had the honors of giving Ford their 1,000th overall win across all three of NASCAR's major divisions. And it couldn't have happened at a better place than Ford's backyard. It has been a storied career for Ford Motorsports. Today, they will celebrate their 1,000th NASCAR win. Here comes Greg Biffle. He will score the win at the Michigan International Speedway. Jamie Allison is the director of Ford Racing. And Jamie, congratulations. Win number 1,000 for Ford. Yes, one zero zero. I think one more zero. Fantastic! We are so proud of this team. We're so proud of Roush Fenway. We're so proud of all the teams that accumulated a thousand. Thank to all the four teams, and especially Roush Shades Powered Ford Motors and all these cars. Thank you to everybody. This past weekend, Kevin Harvick scored Ford's 700th Cup Series win at the Monster Mile at Dover International Speedway. Final time off four. Checkered flag is out, and for the seventh time in 2020, 
Kevin Harvick is a winner. He picks up the win here at Dover in the Dry Dean 311. Win number 700 for Ford. Manufacturers are so important. What does it mean to you to be the guy that delivers that win to Edsel and everyone up in yeah. Detroit? <laughs> well, I know how much effort that, that Ford puts into um, to racing in general and, and to be able to uh, get to know the, the family and all the people from uh, Ford Performance over the last several years has, has been a lot of fun. And they're as into racing as, as our team and, and team owners are. So uh, it's a great combination to put all that together. 700 is a big number, but it's not the most wins among manufacturers. That belongs to Chevrolet at 790. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we've got Chip Wilde, the president of Daytona International Speedway. Chip will join us to chat about this weekend and later a playoff picture outline. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs, whatever happened to punctuation? I mean, drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Daytona International Speedway President Chip Wilde joins us to talk about the big weekend coming up at the World Center of Racing. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It's been a very different season, but NASCAR today is still out front, keeping you up to speed every weekday. Lack of a better term is we got to be faster. Despite all the changes, we're on top of the latest from NASCAR newsmakers. Going forward, our efforts are best spent on making sure every competitor feels safe and every guest feels welcome. I'm Woody Kane. Join me for a two-minute lap around the sport every weekday. We're putting ourselves in contention. As we head toward the playoffs, NASCAR today keeps you in the know. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us for our weekly get-together. It's a big weekend on deck at Daytona International Speedway. We have the NASCAR Cup Series regular season ending Saturday night under the lights and the playoff field being set. President of Daytona International Speedway, Chip Wallace here to chat with Kyle Ricky about everything going into this race weekend. Have I ask you if you've recovered yet, but you have another one coming up this weekend, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But uh, your overall impressions of that first weekend, turning both left and right with stock cars for the first time. Yeah, I, listen, I thought overall it was a, a great weekend. All four races were really exciting. Um, you know, you, you think about four weeks ago, we weren't planning on having uh, a, a road course race uh, on the schedule this year and to be able to pull it off 
Uh, the team worked overtime to make sure that we had the track ready. It was great to see race fans back in the stands on Sunday afternoon, getting to see two exciting races at the World Center Racing. So, uh, yeah, man, it was good. I, I think um, we got a little bit of a, a, of a conundrum on our hands now. Like, if some of these people are uh, saying, well, maybe we need to run a road course race, I would say to that, um, this weekend's going to prove how exciting super speedway racing is. And knowing now that we're moving uh, to the, the last race of the regular season and look at names like Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, Matt, Matt D, who, you know, they got to have a great race, um, you know, to, in order to make sure that they have a, a chance to race for a championship. Uh, I can't wait to see it. It's certainly going to be exciting. Eric Jones, part of that list as well, a uh, former winner of the July race or the summer race down there in Daytona, also uh, needs to have a good day this weekend. You mentioned limited fans. We saw some in the infield over the course of the weekend, and then you mentioned in the stands on Sunday for the Gander Truck and, and Cup Series doubleheader. What was the big takeaway from having fans in the stands on Sunday that you might be able to apply uh, when we go uh, on the Oval this weekend? I mean, every time we open, we're testing our protocols. And, you know, we obviously have had a couple of cracks at it now. We were down in Miami uh, when we ran the Dixie Vodka 400. My entire team was down there helping them get ready and execute. And next weekend, uh, same group of people down in Miami went to Talladega and uh, helped welcome back race fans there. And then we had uh, an event over the 4th of July welcoming back the EMSA Sports Car Series uh, to action and had race fans here uh, for that event so every time we we open the venue we test our protocols we make some small tweaks to to the plan and we learned a couple of things on on sunday that we will uh we will then pivot and make sure it get executed for the coke series sugar 400 this weekend uh, but overall man i i tell you that this has been such an interesting year for us but one thing that continues to uh, be so evident to me is uh, the commitment that everybody in our building and at our racetrack and at our sport have for having fans back in the stands. And, um, you know, other sports haven't been able to figure out how to do it. And it's great that uh, we can see uh, people show up and, and get to enjoy uh, world-class racing at a world-class facility. And really looking forward to Saturday night. We're going to open all five injectors. Tickets start at $49, so really in a, an expensive way for fans to come out enjoy uh, what will be one of the most exciting races of the season. I, I, you know, just thinking about all the storylines rolling into this weekend, it's going to be exciting. How special is it uh, for you? And I, obviously we wish we could open all those injectors to everybody and, and have 100,000 people in the grandstands, but we know that's not possible. But as far as on the racetrack, um, 16 drivers running for the championship, uh, looking for a playoff spot. There's about 20 eligible right now. What do you expect uh, during this, this first cutoff race in Daytona under the lights on Saturday night? Well, I think we've been talking about this for over a year now. I, yeah. I think there's definitely three distinct groups of drivers that are going to roll into the tunnel this weekend. You're going to have folks like Kevin Harvick, who he doesn't, he doesn't have to worry about anything. He's going to sleep great all week. Uh, knowing that on Saturday night he could he could blow up on the first lap and uh, he's still going to have a, a chance to to race for a championship. So you got that segment of drivers probably in a pretty good spot. You then got those drivers on the bubble. And as you know, at Daytona and Talladega, there's so much uncertainty around the event and around the race. And so many things happen throughout the race that affect the outcome. And 
how are they gonna how are they gonna race? Are they gonna have to stay up front the entire time? You know, are they gonna try to get off pit strategy a little bit to to make sure that they don't get caught up in the big one? They got to be very careful about who they're racing around. Uh, be very comfortable with who's pushing them or who they're pushing. But as you know, there's just a lot of unknowns. A lot of things can happen in a in an instant. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they play uh, play the event. And then you have that third segment of drivers that they know this is their last chance, their only chance to get in. They mathematically will not make the playoff. They're not on the bubble. Those guys are going to do everything humanly possible. I think about a guy like Ricky Stenhouse Jr., great play racer. He's been a Coke Zero uh, 400 champion for us. Uh, he's proven that he knows how to get around these super speedways. Uh, I can't wait to see how that man races on Saturday night under the lights on the high banks of Daytona International Speedway. He is going to, along with 20 other drivers, put on one heck of a show for the fans who show up here and obviously live on NBC. So many storylines going into this uh, Saturday night's race, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 for the NASCAR Cup Series. Don't forget the Wawa 250 presented by Coca-Cola, the Xfinity Series race on Friday night to open the race weekend. And then uh, we're already looking ahead to 2021. Hopefully we are, uh, in a, as a world, in a better place come, come February, a healthier world. Speed Week, Speed Week, uh, right around the corner, feel like. Uh, tickets went on sale recently for the 63rd, hard to believe, the 63rd Daytona 500. Uh, first off, let's remind folks what that week will look like as it's going to be a bit different in 2021 than we have seen in the past. Yeah, you're really going to be different. You know, we're used to running for a couple days, taking a couple days off, and then coming back uh, on Thursday for the duel, and then obviously the truck race, the Xfinity race, and the, the Great American race on Sunday afternoon, the Daytona 500. Uh, the Super Bowl actually bumps right up into our race week, and it's in Tampa. So we had to make a, an adjustment to the schedule, and we'll start – Speed Weeks presented by Advent Health on Tuesday night under the lights on the road course with the Bush Clash. We got to see a preview of that a couple of weeks ago on Sunday afternoon. Uh, and I think putting them under the lights, non-points event on Tuesday night, great way to, to kick off Speed Weeks presented by Advent Health. Um, Wednesday, we'll have practice and qualifying. Kroger qualifying day will be Wednesday this year to set the front row for the Daytona 500. Uh, Thursday, we will run the, the duel, which we're used to seeing, uh, that will set the field for the Daytona 500. Obviously, Friday night, one of the most exciting races of the year for the truck series. Uh, it, 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 it's always a, a great event. One of my favorites, 100 laps, under the lights. These guys know how to put on a heck of a show. So that'll be Friday, Saturday, the Xfinity Series, uh, series opener, and then Sunday, the 63rd running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. So... We are already on sale. We actually went on sale last week, and man, it's going to be um, it, it's going to be a, an awesome week of activity out here. It's going to look a bit, little bit different as far as number of days, but we're going to have so much activity both on the racetrack and around the venue, uh, you know, to make sure that we're providing that right level of entertainment for fans who come from all over the world to see. Denny Hamlin's trying to make history. There's only been four drivers that have won the Daytona 500 two consecutive years. So Richard Petty, Cale Yarbrough, Sterling Marling, and then obviously Denny Hamlin. He's going for three in a row. Nobody's ever been able to accomplish that feat, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if he can make it happen uh, next year for the 63rd running of the Daytona 500. 
and where do folks go to learn more about having to get tickets and, and learning more about all the different packages that are available? Yeah, Daytona500.com, really easy to remember. Uh, great way to make sure you don't miss any of the action next February down here uh, and at the Daytona International Speedway for Speed Weeks presented by Adventel. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll look at the playoff standings as of right now and who we need to watch at Daytona Saturday and later. Sherry Pollux will join us. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. The Xfinity fastest lap in this past Sunday's race at Dover was turned in by Kevin Harvick with a speed of 154.746 miles an hour. It happened on lap 80 of 311. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. With so much being on the line this weekend at Daytona, we wanted to pause for a moment and give you a playoff update. Who you need to listen for and who needs to have a good run Saturday night in order to make the round of 16. After what has been a truly unusual first 25 races, the 2020 regular season comes to a close this weekend at Daytona International Speedway with NASCAR naming its 16 playoff drivers. Fans and drivers alike have been anticipating this night ever since learning that the high banks of Daytona would host the cutoff race for the first time. 
The line between in and out of the playoffs is so small that even one bad pit stop or on-track error could change everything. Kevin Harvick is a winner. And Kevin Harvick wins. Kevin Harvick comes across the line. Kevin Harvick is locked in, as is Denny Hamlin, both of whom have been dominant since racing resumed back at Darlington. Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer are also in after winning races this season. So who do we need to watch as the green flag flies? Jimmy Johnson up the racetrack. Kevin Harvick down to the bottom of the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson clears him in two. Can he keep it on the back straightaway? Seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson is currently on the outside looking in just four points away from continuing his chase for a record eighth title. He finished seventh and third respectively in last weekend's Dover doubleheader, and a decent run at Daytona could do the trick. Now William Byron is on Jimmy Johnson's back bumper. Johnson's Hendrick Motorsports teammate William Byron also needs a good run to claim a place in the playoffs. He's currently in by just four points after a fourth-place finish last Sunday at Dover. From the outside lane, Matt Benedetto gets the jump, and he's going to lead him down into turn one for the first time. After a disastrous Dover weekend, Matt Benedetto's comfort zone has all but disappeared. He's in by just nine points and can't afford any further missteps. Oh, trouble back straightaway, Brad Keselowski gets turned, and the field is flying apart. Matt Benedetto is involved. Jimmy Johnson, Tyler Reddick, about a dozen cars crash and collide over here on the back straightaway. It's time to play the Daytona wild card and find out who will add their name to the list of 16. Thank you, Dave. It's definitely going to be a wild race and going to be very interesting to see who can make a desperate move and if Jimmy Johnson can make the playoffs in his final full-time season. Coming up, Sherry Pollux is here to tell us about what the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation and the NASCAR Foundation are teaming up for and later this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back with a full throttled roar. I am the intersection of chaos, karma, love, legacy, family, and flag. Back with one thunderous return. I am ready for you if you are ready for me. I am NASCAR. The NASCAR Cup Series on NBC and NBCSN. Brought to you by Xfinity. We will hear what the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation is up to with their latest cause next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sherry Pollux, partner to Martin Truex Jr., is heavily involved with the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation, and she's here to tell us about their latest cause, the Nominate a Cancer Hero program. September is Childhood and Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, and we've got a special guest on the program to tell us more about a way you can help out with that effort. Sherry Pollux joins us from the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation, and she's Martin's longtime partner. Normally, Sherry, this time of year, we'd be talking about Catwalk for a Cause, but then the pandemic happened, and so we've all had to kind of readjust our lives. Foundations and charitable organizations are no exception, and you guys have come up with some creative ideas to make this thing happen. First of all, uh, you would have had it back in May. So how did you get from there to here? It had to be a trying time. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think obviously with the pandemic, we've all had to kind of shift our lives and our and our focus a little bit on how we're going to um, get creative and in, in creating awareness and, and raising money for, for whatever our cause is. So for us, you know, Childhood and Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month is in the month of September. It's always been a huge month for us. We normally lead into it with Catwalk sometime in May. Um, you know, but because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to do that. We've been super careful with the kids just wanting to protect their health. And um, obviously we can't have 800 people in an airplane hangar right now. So that would be kind of difficult. So we've, we've just had to come up with some unique ways to raise funding for, for um, the Martin Trex Jr. Foundation and Sherry Strong. And, and this program with the, the by the driver's name above the door is just amazing. Lisa Backer, our foundation director, um, came up with it when we realized we couldn't run the teal and gold steering wheels. You know, we normally have that program going on too. And um, the wheels come from Europe. So <laughs> it makes it a little difficult. The roadblocks so wherever you turn. <laughs> that's right. So we had to get really creative. And, um, you know, we partnered with the NASCAR Foundation to allow um, most of the, I, I mean, I think there's 42 drivers participating in the different series. So there's quite a few of them. And um, they've given up their name above their door, which is really cool. And then the fans can go on and bid to put the name of a cancer survivor or somebody that's currently fighting or has lost their battle or even a medical hero that they want to honor in the medical industry, which is pretty amazing. The deadline is rapidly approaching. You can go to nascarfoundation.org slash MTJF to find out yeah. more or if you want to be a part of it. Uh, but yeah. as and, and then the payoff is going to be at Las Vegas. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, Las Vegas. So every everybody that's bid on their driver's door will see the, the person whose name they want to honor um, above that driver's door. And then the driver will take a picture, um, just kind of pointing at the name or do something cool with the name while they're at the racetrack in Vegas, which I believe is our first playoff race, right? Or is that our second? 
uh, second, I believe. The schedule's shifted so much, yeah, I'm having trouble keeping up. <laughs> it's so weird, yeah. So, um, so what a you know what a what a great opportunity for us to just get pictures of all the guys. You know, I, I mean, I wish we could be there, and I wish we could bring those survivors there that are still fighting and we could take a picture with them next to the car but because that's not possible we're going to try to get a picture of every driver pointing at the the name of the cancer hero they're honoring and then um have them autograph it and send it to whoever whoever bid on it which i think would be really cool you covered the how of what you had to do but let's talk a little bit more specifically about the why because the cancer patients are near and dear to your heart as you mentioned a two-time uh, ovarian cancer survivor but yeah. this originally kind of started off as a way to help children and then it's kind of morphed and it's really grown uh, to individual hospitals. Tell folks who aren't as familiar with the, the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation about the specific work that you guys are doing now. Yeah, I mean, originally when we Martin and I started the foundation back in 2007, you know, we really thought we wanted to just help children in need. We weren't really sure what we wanted to focus on. So at that time we were doing neglect and hunger and um, sexual abuse and, and, all, and, and we were doing oncology then as well. But as we started to visit the Children's Hospital in Charlotte, we really seemed to be drawn to that pediatric oncology floor. We really had a connection with the kids. And, and so around that time, we, we started to focus most of our efforts at Levine Children's Hospital down in Charlotte. Um, and also some other you know, hospitals around the United States that were helping kids battle pediatric cancer. And, and then, it, as you know, in 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. And we had to shift our focus again. And and decided that we were really going to put half of our efforts towards pediatric cancer and the other half towards ovarian cancer. And what's super ironic about that is they're both, um, you know, the, the, the month that we create awareness for both of those underfunded cancers happened to be in September. So there is a lot of irony in the fact that I ended up getting diagnosed with um, the same disease. And, you know, I, I, I do think that God just had a plan for me all along. It's been really um, humbling and, and really honestly really an honor for me to be able to meet with the kids and and know that I've been through the same thing that they've been through and that I have that connection with them that nobody else really has unless they've been through this disease and um it's it's yeah we have a lot we have so much going on in Charlotte alone but I my my prayer is that one day that it travels all over the United States and we can open up clinics all over so we have a a Martin Trex Jr. Um, pediatric emergency department going in at the Novant in Huntersville, which is really cool um, for Martin to have his name on that. They were in dire need of a pediatric emergency center there. Um, you know, they were bringing kids in and they were sitting next to psych patients in the, in the ER room and it's scary for them. So we needed to have a PEDS unit and that is going to be amazing. And we've had a ton of driver involvement there too, where they've um, bought the different rooms. So there's nine different beds and you can buy the rooms and you can decorate the room, which is really cool. And then um, we also have the Sherry Strong Integrative Oncology Clinic that's opening in the fall of 2020 at my hospital where I'm treated in Charlotte, which is amazing. Um, so that's going to be really humbling for me to be able to walk in there and see my name on the wall. I've picked out everything, all the furniture, the, the, the paint colors on the walls that just I really want it to be a place of hope and healing for cancer patients and for them to come there and know that um, I know it's a scary time in their life and I know this disease is really scary, but that they're going to come there and leave with a, with a tiny ounce of hope that they can beat it. And um, my plan is to open those clinics all over the country and be able to provide that type of care for people that can't afford it. And, um, you know, it's one of the biggest roadblocks we run into with cancer care is that most people can't afford um, some of the alternative treatments and some of the things they need to do to support their bodies. So um, I want to be that person that can take care of that for them one day. And we're getting so close to being able to open a couple more across the country. So that's my hope for the future for our foundation. But it's definitely grown in the past 10 years and it's, it's amazing.
That is such a good cause and a good feeling amongst all the chaos we're currently living in. Coming up, a brand new 48 stories and this week in NASCAR history. The NASCAR season is back. Hi, this is Jeff Striegel. We're headed back to the track, and while fans won't be with us in person, the Motor Racing Network is setting up a virtual tailgate party. Tweet us pictures or videos of your race day setup with the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. Find us on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We may feature your tailgate on upcoming MRN programs. Be a part of NASCAR's tailgate party on the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, I'm Corey LaJoy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live, but before we do, as we've been doing every week, we're celebrating Jimmy Johnson in his final full-time season with our 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Here's a brand new episode for you. For the second year in a row and only the second time in his career, Jimmy Johnson is staring down elimination and perhaps missing out on a berth in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. This past week in Dover, Johnson narrowed the gap to teammate William Byron for the final spot with a pair of respectable finishes of seventh and third. Currently, the seven-time champ is four points below the cut line, going to one of NASCAR's most unpredictable racetracks, Daytona. Yeah, it's going to be a, a really interesting race in Daytona from that respect. Um, but at the same time, it's still Daytona. And in my opinion, the big one or all the wrecks that can happen is really going to determine who makes it in the playoffs. So uh, we, we did the best that we could here over these two days, had two respectable results, closed the gap. Um, but now it's kind of in Luck's hands or in Fate's hand uh, down in uh, Daytona to plate race. Luck has been on Johnson's side at the world's most famous beach three times including the 2006 and 2013 Daytona 500s. Johnson also swept the Daytona races during that 2013 season. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will look to the inside, look to the outside, but he will not get it done. And Jimmy Johnson has won the Daytona 500 for the second time in his career. He finished third in last year's Coke Zero 400, but knows Daytona is a team game. It's so it's so hard to know how things will play out down in Daytona. You know, if you get single file and um, it's the old track with high tire wear, which it won't be. Uh, you know, you can you can work with a teammate and, and really try to create some opportunity. But if we're all running in a big group, um, luck's going to play a bigger a bigger role in things um, for for the majority of it. I mean, if you have a dominant car and you can lead lead the race and control the lanes up front. Um, you know, that's uh, there's an opportunity there, obviously. But I feel like, you know, the luck and fate's going to kind of control the outcome of this. You must work together with your teammates to achieve a higher result. The problem is he has to beat his teammate 
to make the playoffs. I've been doing this too long to worry too much. And, uh, you know, championship pressure. Thankfully, I've been through that, you know, a bunch of different times. So uh, maybe that's, I guess, actually, maybe that's where experience will uh, play through for me this week. And I'll be able to keep my head on straight, think, keep my emotions in check and, and really race with a clear and open mind. 400 miles to make up four points. That's all the seven-time champ needs to race his way into the 2020 Cup Series playoffs. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. I'm Kyle Rickey. All right, folks, it's that time of the week again. Susie Armstrong is here with This Week in NASCAR History. Well, thank you, Mike. First up, the Bicentennial, 1976. With the Revolutionary War long over, British-born singers Elton John and Kiki D led the contemporary charge on the airwaves with Don't Go Breaking My Heart. The Fonz ate his way into America's heart as Happy Days enjoyed its highest ratings. 38th President Gerald Ford tripped through his brief term as Commander-in-Chief, and David Pearson didn't stumble, commanding the final 18 circuits over lap leader Cale Yarborough to win the champion Spark Plug 400 at Michigan International Speedway. As he comes to the line, the crowd is on its feet, cheering at the line. The winner will be car number 21. It is Pearson across the line. David Pearson, the Pure Lady Mercury, first. 1987, Dick Clark's American Bandstand stood the test of time, reigning as the longest-running television show of the 80s at 35 years and landing in the Guinness Book of World Records. Geraldo Rivera was just getting started with his brand of Talk a Little, Fight a Little, debuting his tabloid talk show Geraldo on stations across the U.S. And Dale Earnhardt was feisty as ever on the high bank concrete, grabbing the checkers in the Bush 500 at Bristol Motor Speedway, the ninth of 11 wins in his most prolific season. And as he gets the waves from the crowd, Dale goes by us full speed ahead. He allows Richard Petty to pull away just a mite as Earnhardt looks for checkers. Earnhardt is off turn number four. Harold Kinder puts the checkered flag on him, and he has won the Bush 500. Somebody won. 1999, after Walking on the Sun, Smash Mouth soared to double platinum status again as All-Star rocketed to the top of the charts. Haley Joel Osment saw dead people, including Bruce Willis in the number one thriller, The Sixth Sense. And Bobby Labonte was alive and well in the Irish Hills, climbing his way to victory from a 19th place starting spot in the Pepsi 400 at Michigan. He took the lead with a breathtaking three-wide move around Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon with 17 to go and has pulled away to score his fourth win of the 99 season. Bobby Labonte takes the Pepsi 400 at Michigan. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And our thanks to seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson for joining us. Also, our thanks to Chip Weil and Sherry Pollux. That's going to put a wrap on this week's show. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning in with us as well. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We'll chat with you next week again right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. 
Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. 